We have such an awesome God, a wonderful Savior, and the one who carries out all of the directions that have been given because of the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, who is present, who is with us, who is in us, a man flowing in and through us, out of us, touching hearts and lives, ministering to all of those that we come in contact with one way or another. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm really thankful for this uh, particular time of the year uh, because it just brings us back to where it all began on an old rugged cross. If it wasn't for that old rugged cross, where would you be today? Six feet under, pushing up daisies, more than likely. But thanks be to God. He had a plan. And he had a son who carried out that plan and implemented the room for the Holy Spirit to come and touch the hearts of men. And it, <clears throat> I mean, I just, I just think about it, you know, and it, it just, it just overwhelms my heart that he loved us so much that if it had only been one person left on this earth and I was that person, he still would have come. I would have crucified him and he still would have died for me so that I could live in newness of life. Such an awesome, awesome God. I mean, it, it, it amazes me that, you know, we, <clears throat> there's so many people that just don't know him. They, they just don't know him. And how could you not? All the beauty and the splendor of the earth just all by itself, the way he created and made it, all the, the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish in the sea, I mean, it, it's all the handiwork of a sovereign God. Yes. And it was all done because of love. Yes. Every bit of it. Yes. Nothing that was done was not done without love being the motivation behind it. He so loved this world, right? That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. What fools we were. I don't know when you got born again and accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, but what fools we were to look at His splendor and His beauty and not realize that there was a Creator that loved us. We just didn't know. Just didn't know. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says that you and I have been so positioned here that we have a choice to make. He said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And he said, it wasn't because they didn't have access to the knowledge it's just that they rejected it. They rejected it. And he said, because of your rejection, your children will also be rejected. So the decisions that we made, you know, in our personal lives have affected our children in one way or another. If it was negative that we, we brought into the world, that's what they experienced. I know for myself, I was raised in a non-Christian home. Uh, you know, it was very dysfunctional and everything. But, uh, you know, thanks be to God. He had a call on my life from the very get-go. When I was a small child, I remember we would go to church occasionally. Uh, my mother would take me to church. I went to several different kinds of churches. I went to Methodist church. I went to Baptist church. I went to Catholic church. When we went to Catholic church, they still spoke their services in Latin. And uh, I remember 
Uh, you know, we were on our knees. We were off of our knees. We were the, we were the last ones down and the last ones up. You know, because we didn't, we didn't know what was going on. Not a clue. My mother was very, very sick. She was looking for answers, looking for hope. She was looking for the, the Redeemer. She didn't know what she was looking for. She just wanted to be healed. She, she had cancer in her body. She was very young. My mother ended up dying at the age of 37. And, you, you know, and I, and I just, I, I went with her because, you know, I, I had a desire to go and I, I was curious and everything as a young kid because I, I knew that these buildings represented God. I did know that, but I didn't know who he was. And anyway, so when we were in the services, I, I just remember as they be, as the priest began to do what he does, and he was speaking in Latin and everything else, I reached over to my mother and I said, Mother, what are we doing here? We don't even speak their language, you know. You know and I, I just remember she reached over and she got a piece of my skin and she twisted it. And she said, just be quiet and don't move. Well, she had me... She had me spellbound, you know. Hell, I was hurting. She said, don't you say a word. You know, she said, you be quiet in the house of God. I said, okay, I just asked a question. You know, but we went into a Baptist church and uh, they did an altar call at the Baptist church for salvation. And I remember... uh, Going down the aisle, and I know my mother wanted to know, what are you doing? Why are you going? But I went down just to look and see what they were doing down there. <laughs> That's why I went. I wanted to see what they were doing. You know, people were going down there, and I wanted to see what the people were going down there for. How I know, I thought they might be giving candy or, you know, or something like that. I had no clue. What was going on? But anyway, I uh, ended up going back to my seat after I saw that they weren't offering anything, you know. But, you know, he has always made a way for us to find out. It wasn't until I was 21 years of age that I really, really found out about the lordship of Jesus, who he was and everything else. And someone presented the gospel to me that came to my home. Uh, and everything. If you heard my testimony, it was a man that had been in the mafia, and I was intrigued by his testimony. I was intrigued by him just from what he was telling me at the front door, but uh, I eventually invited him into the house and came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I told him, I said, if I can have what you have, I will take that, because I'd been around Christians, professing Christians, deacons, leaders in churches and stuff like that, uh, you know, in the business world. And they were in the same nightclubs I was in, doing the same thing I was doing. You know, my wife was staying at home and I was going to the clubs, you know, but that's the way I was raised. So I didn't know anything any different. I was ignorant to all of the the things that, you know, concerning uh, Christianity, not religion. I saw a lot of religion, but not very much Christianity. And, uh, you know, when I think of the season that we're in and we're about to have our Resurrection Sunday, not this Sunday, but the week after, you know, and it's it's going to be an awesome uh, remembrance for us of the sacrifice that he paid for us to be able to enjoy the life that we enjoy today. And we cannot take this for granted. We live in a country, even though our country has so many problems right now. Uh, but still, it's the, one of the best countries in the world. Uh, if you've ever been overseas in a third world country, uh, you'll do exactly what I did. When you get back home to this country, you'll get off on the tarmac and you'll kiss the ground. So grateful and thankful that you live in the land that does profess and give you the opportunity, the freedom to be able to receive the gospel freely. So uh, 
I'm believing that's going to continue to stand. There's a lot going on. We're in the last of the last days. We have to look and, and realize and see around us that the greatest revival that has ever been talked about is in the process of happening right now. It's not going to happen. It's in the process of happening. You're feeling it. You're seeing it right here at Heritage of Faith. There's, there's a move that's going on. There's so much more going on in the spirit that's about to transpire and to happen. And uh, I like what Pastor Justin said. He said uh, he's looking forward to the day that when you come in, you can't help but get healed. It would be hard for you to stay sick. Amen. Walk into the house. Walk onto the property. You know, and the presence of the Lord is so dynamic. We're, we're seeing just a sample of what God is up to. I remember as I'll get to, to what I wanted to share in just a minute, just sharing from my heart. Uh, I, I remember when Diane and I talked me in, she talked me into going to Catherine Kuhlman's meeting and uh, I, I saw her on, on TV and I'd turn her off, you know, I'd turn her off because she would come out and you have to understand, I was very young uh, as a Christian, very young in the Holy Spirit and, and didn't understand why she had to be so demonstrative in her performance. She'd come out twirling, you know, in her little gown thing that she had on and it'd just be floating in the air. And then she'd say, I believe in miracles. And I thought, oh my God, click, you know. And Diane said, no, 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 turn her back on, turn her back on. I said, well, she just turned me off. You know, but see, little did I know, you know, the story behind until later that uh, she had a speech impediment. And that's the reason she talked slowly was because she had to fashion, she had to really think to form her words that they would come out properly. Uh, it was just amazing. But anyway, we went to the service. I did go to the service. We sat way up high in the balcony you know, of the, of the Coliseum that we were in, in Houston, Texas. And uh, what captivated me was uh, the, the presence of the Spirit of God was so thick in the place. And in, in parts of the building, it was like there was a cloud moving through the auditorium. And it was just thick. And I was looking at the far doors. The doors were open at the end of the auditorium. And there were ambulances backing up. And hundreds and hundreds of people were being brought in on gurneys, stretchers, wheelchairs. And they lined up the whole bottom of the floor with all these sick people. And it was, it, it just, you know, I just got mesmerized with what was happening. And the Spirit of God was moving so thickly because the people had creating had created an environment inside of there that opened up the door for God to move in such a sovereign way. And Catherine Kuhlman hasn't even showed up on the scene yet. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And so... So we, uh, as we begin to watch and as we begin to see uh, what was going on, he was moving in, in such a, a miraculous way that uh, people just continued to praise the Lord. Choir was singing, everything else, you know. Dino Carsonaco would come out and he would play on his piano. Jimmy would come out and he'd sing his his songs and everything else. And then Catherine Kuhlman would come out and she did the same thing that she did on TV. She came out with her gown. She was, it was flying in the wind and she would say, I believe 
in miracles. And she would preach a little short message. And you just watched the people that were in wheelchairs and in, in the sick beds and everything else. They'd start sitting up. Some would pull out IVs that they were on and all this kind of stuff. And God was moving sovereignly. That's what you're about to see, but it's going to be magnified. It's going to be magnified. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised if ambulances back up to the door. And because they've heard that God is moving in a sovereign way and people are being healed. Listen, when you're sick and you're dying, you don't care where you get it. You don't care what church it's in, if they're tongue talkers or not tongue talkers. They don't care. They just want to be healed. And everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good, didn't he? Healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Well, who is with us? Our apostle has been preaching the maximum. This is the year of the maximum. Listen, you better start expecting maximum. Maximum. I'm talking about the dead been raised. I watched a man that was in that auditorium. He was he was comatose, laying on a on a gurney. He had a nurse on one side, a doctor on the other side of him. They were check, checking his vitals. Every minute, it, it just seemed like every minute something was going on. He had all kinds of IVs hooked up to him and everything else. His family had requested, we found this out later, his family had requested that he be brought from the ICU at the hospital. He was at death's door, death's door, and said, what difference does it make whether he dies here or dies there? We want him to have the opportunity to be restored back to, to life. Anyway, I got fascinated and attached to in watching him and everything else. And I watched him sit up on the gurney. Nobody touched him other than the doctors and the nurse. They were frantic. They were trying to push him back down, trying to keep him from getting up. He was pulling out his IVs. Uh, you know, he set up on the gurney. He has no clothes on his back. You know, he's completely naked on the backside. He gets off, off the gurney, stands up and begins to move towards the platform. He gets up on the platform and the doctor assists him and goes up with him. And she said, why is he here? What's happened? He says, I don't know. He said, all I can tell you is this man was at death's door. We didn't expect him to live. We expected him to die right here. And he didn't know what to say. And of course, she touched him. And of course, he fell to the floor. Touched the doctor. He fell to the floor. She says, get him up, get him up, get him up, get him up. And she, you know, asking question, what did you, what did you feel? What did you feel? The man that was comatose, he didn't know what to say. He was, he, he, he was so, he couldn't believe that he was in the position that he was in, standing, moving. That's what I'm talking about, the maximum. The maximum. All of us want to see it, but are we prepared to see it? We don't need to get up and run around the building. That ought to be normal. That ought to be normal. We should expect that to happen. We have people in our congregation that are, are sick. We need to expect them to get healed. Amen. I got healed. I got restored. Amen. Back to normal. Amen. I have no cancer in my body. It has no place in my body. But the truth of the matter is, is we should be expecting 
God to do the supernatural. Amen. The maximum. The maximum in this, this body. That's what the pastor is preaching. That's what our apostle is preaching. The maximum, the highest level attainable. We should have that expectation in our life. Amen. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Everywhere. We're carriers. We're carriers. Amen. Well, listen, when I saw that and witnessed that, I didn't just want to see it. I wanted to do it. He's no respecter of person. He's only respecter of principle. He has a principle. He has given us the word. And if we'll hasten to his word, he'll bring a performance. He will bring the performance. And you don't have to stand behind a pulpit to preach it. You go out into the highways and the byways and compel them. Amen. That's what our jobs are. And the, he also said when we get older, we'd see those that would come to know him in our, our elder age. We would see the harvest. Amen. We don't want to just see harvest come in. We want to be a part of that harvest. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Philippians. Chapter 3. That was just a little start of what I want to share with you this morning. I want to talk about you and who you are. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm something. Amen. Philippians. Paul the Apostle speaking. And let's pick it up. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's start at verse number three. He said, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh that he hath whereof he might uh, trust, in the flesh, I more. This is Paul speaking to the church at, at Philippi. He said, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Notice, as he's given his testimony of who he was and everything else, he said in the next verse, he says, these things are not important. They have no value to them. He said, those things that I thought were gained to me, he said, I counted them as what? What? Loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. How many things? All things and do count them but dung, a pile of manure, that I may win Christ. The most important thing he came to the conclusion was his relationship with Christ Jesus himself knowing him personally and uh, be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith that I may know him. That word know 
means an intimate relationship with. It's, it's not just a relationship, not just to know somebody, but have an intimate relationship with him that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, that word perfect is mature. I'm not mature yet. He said, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, he says, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. How many of you know there's a lot of baggage that we brought into this world and it wants to hang on? Well, we got to let it go because it'll hinder you in your walk. If you want maximum, if I want maximum, if I want to be used by the Spirit of God, then i got to let go of my past. It doesn't make any difference what I did, where I've been, what I, what I got involved in, who, who I hurt, who I, who I didn't hurt. You know, it doesn't make any difference whether I had children uh, in wedlock, out of wedlock, whatever the case might be in my, in my life and everything else. I have to get beyond that if I'm going to get to the maximum in Christ. That's what Paul said. I've got to give it all up, let it all go. It's not important. It's just not important. You know, we once we cut, cut the uh, cord you know, of our past, then we can walk into our future. But as long as we're bogged down and pulling all of these things behind us, we'll never get into the maximum that God's called us to. And that's not to condemn or to criticize. Listen, I have, (laughs) the way I was raised and everything else, my wife can tell you, you know, I'm not the same person that I was whenever I married my wife, completely different. When I got born again, and especially when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and he began to reveal the truths to me to the level that we have today, I became a different person, completely. The old Phil died, and a new one came to life. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes in my life. But I also know there is an avenue that I can go to and I can get it taken care of and get it behind me and move on. Move on. That's not me. That's not, that's not me. The real me is the one that has been saturated, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in the spirit of the living God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood still cries out for me to this very day, I am clean through and through. When the devil accuses me, the, God the Father looks at Jesus and Jesus says, he's been bought by the blood. He says, I find no fault. God says, I find no fault. There is no fault because the blood has made me clean. Past, present, future. Amen. Same for you. Same for you. But I want to see the max. I want to see the maximum. I've seen some maximum, but I'm telling you, it's going to come in such a dimension, in such a way, and we have to be prepared for it. Some of you are pillars in this church, and you need to get prepared and ready for it. And you need to help those that are younger to be able to grab a hold of. It's not just about seeing miracles. It's about witnessing a relationship with Jesus Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit, and God himself. When we start praising the Lord, it says that he comes and inhabits in the midst of praise. That's how it's ushered in. 
You know what's going on in our praise and worship? It's preparation. It's preparation for what's about to transpire and to happen. He's not going to catch us by surprise. That's the reason you've got to get ready for it. You need to start having an expectancy and anticipation. And that's what Paul is saying. He says, I've got to get rid of all of that old junk that everybody wants to remind me of. <clears throat> Remember the guy that, you know, he, he, he got healed and they, they kept asking, you know, why? You know, why, why, why? He said, all I can tell you is once I was lost, you know, now I'm saved. Once I was blind, now I see. Amen? Blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus said, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He comes to Jesus and Jesus says, what do you want? What do you want? He said that I might see. Isn't it obvious? That I might see. He needed some faith to work with. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want to see? What do I want to see? It's not what everybody else wants to see. What do I want to see in the Lord? How far do I really want to go with this? The highest level obtainable. It's not by happenstance or by accident that these words are being spoken over this church today. You're a hot pocket. There's a hot pocket here. And you better get hot. He'd rather you be cold or hot. If you're lukewarm, there you go. You're not going to see it. You're going to miss it. Our services on Wednesday night ought to be as packed as they are on Sunday morning. They really should because God is up to something big. We're already at the point where we're outgrowing the church, right? It's it's full. Easter Sunday morning, you're not going to be able to get everybody in here. So what are we going to do with them? What are we going to do with them? Some of us may need to be standing up on the side of the wall. And give up our seats to those that have never been in this type of atmosphere. Amen. And it's just going to get more intense. More intense. If Diane and I go home every Sunday and we say, how can it get any better? How can it get any better? And listen, you know, I, I preached behind a pulpit for 41 years and have seen some wonderful Moves of the Lord. When I first started preaching, I saw great revival. It went right out the back door. I preached them right out of the church. Well, sometimes pruning is good. Thank you for all your enthusiasm and excitement and everything else. But the, but the truth is, the truth is, you know, if we want, if we want to see the move of God... We have to desire to see it. Pastor's been talking about desire. What's your desire? And so much of the time is our desire is on us. It's about me. Me, my, for, and no more. About me. What can God do for me? It should be, what can God do for some, uh, somebody else? And if you'll do for others, what you sow is what you reap. If you want a healing, go give a healing. You got healing in you. You got the Holy Spirit in you. You've got the power in you. Go give it. Go give it out. Lay hands on the sick. Watch them recover. And keep doing it. Keep doing it.
Where were we at? What verse were we at? We're down to 13, all right? Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press. I press. You see that word I? That comes down to you and me. I have to press. That's all right. No, that's all right. That's all right. We would need to get to there. That's where I was at. He said, I press towards the mark. I'm pressing towards the mark. If you guys don't want to press towards the mark, then I'm going to press towards the mark. Amen. We're going to go after Augusta. Pastor keeps saying, I want the best. I want everything that God's got. I'm going to press. He's been nice and not said, whether you guys press or not, I'm going to press. I'm going to get his best. I'm going to see. I'm going to see what what God has in store for this last day. I appreciate that. Amen. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. No, this is not a low calling. It's not a middle calling. It's a high calling. A high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect... Be thus minded, and if anything uh, uh, you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together. That's one mind, one accord. In this one place. That's what they were on the day of Pentecost. They got in one mind, one accord, in one place, and suddenly. And suddenly. And suddenly. Without any information to you, Mr. Suddenly, suddenly shows up. And listen, when Mr. Suddenly shows up, he shows off. He will do. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not go to a place that does not want him to come. He will not manifest his presence without a consensus of the group. Remember Jesus, whenever he was in his hometown, he couldn't do very many mighty miracles there. Why? He said, because of their unbelief. Their unbelief. He did a few miracles, but he it said he could not. It's not that he didn't want to, but he could not do them because there wasn't faith there. If you go back and read all of the miracles that transpired and take, took place, you'll see that there is faith in operation. Somebody is doing something to create a faith avenue for God to move supernaturally. And that's the reason it's so important that as we come together, in unity as a body, which we are doing, but it's going to intensify. That's what I'm telling you. It's going to intensify. It's going to intensify. And as it intensifies, it's going to end up being the latter and the former rain colliding together, and it's going to be the greatest move of God. It'll be the last move of God right before he comes. The church is bringing Jesus back. It's not the world. It's not a time that God has set on a, on a table somewhere and says on June the 1st, my son's coming whether they want it or not. Jesus is coming when the church pulls it together, gets of one mind, one accord in that one place, so that suddenly his son will come in the clouds. And when he comes in the clouds, then those of us that are remaining that are remaining here on this earth, we have not left this life by natural death. He said the dead will rise first. He said he's going to bring them with them, and then the dead shall rise. They've got to put on their glorified body. The dead shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together 
with them to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You're going to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then we're coming back for a thousand years to reign and rule with him. And then a new heaven and a new earth is going to come. And we will spend eternity in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. And eternity. Eternity. As Buzz Lightyear said, to infinity and beyond. In other words, there's no end. No end. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Paul the Apostle was pumped when he was talking to the church at Philippi. He was pumped. He, he wasn't just saying words. He was giving them a de- declaration and a decree. If you want to see this, he says, this is what we got to do. We got to get this baggage off of us so that we can move forward. We don't need to be lingering with any baggage. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, and what kind of effects it has had. It's time for us to get cut loose. Amen. To get cut loose. And some of us have been here a number of years and we've got some baggage that we need to let go of. We just need to let go of it. You don't have to tell everybody what you've been through and what you've done and everything else. All my stuff has been put into a sea of forgetfulness. I don't know about you. God doesn't remember it anymore. And if you bring it up to him, he doesn't know what you're talking about. He already forgave you of it. It's, it's in the sea of forgetfulness. Never to be remembered anymore. He will never throw something up to you. If it ever gets thrown up to you, the devil is the one that's throwing it up to you. It's not God. God never brings up your... your well, <laughs> He doesn't bring up your sorry life. What you used to be. He knows who you are now. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can I give you just a few more verses of Scripture? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Another, another uh, rendering is a new species in kind. A new creation. Old things are. Everybody say are. Passed away. Behold, all things are new. All things. Colossians 1 and 13 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Darkness doesn't have any rights to me, and so don't give him any space. The Bible says give no place to the devil. Don't let your good to be evil spoken of. Give him no place. That's a decision that you make. It's not a decision that he makes. He's already made the decision for you by sending Jesus. Jesus took it all, so let him have it. Number three, you're freed from the power of influence of sin. You are free from it. But if you meditate on it, guess what you're going to do? You're going to fall right into it. That's found in Romans 6, 7, and 14. He said, for he that is dead is freed from sin. For sin shall have shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Thanks be to God. Sin. Live a life. Can you live a day without sin? The answer is yes. It's your choice. People that say, I sin every day, it's because they don't understand they've been freed from that nature. Well, but I have an Adamic nature, but I don't have to yield to it. I don't have to. Who says I have to? 
Well, it's just my nature. It is not. You've been born again, bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. You've been set free. Either you believe what he said or you don't. Thank you for all the accolades and... <laughs> fellow, uh, fellow citizens now with Christ. We are fellow citizens. Ephesians 2 and 19 says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and have the household of God. Seated in heavenly places. I am seated in heavenly places. But I'm walking on earth. Yeah, you're walking on earth. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're seated. You are seated in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6 And has uh, raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. Everyone in this room that's born again has been elevated into heavenly places. Not because you say so, but because he says so. He did that. Where is Jesus anyway? He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. And his intercession is real simple, that you get it. That you get it. That you get what he did. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for. Is to teach you all of the things that God has accomplished through the blood of Jesus. Jesus has satisfied every issue of life. Restore that we have over here on Friday nights. The reason that we have restore is because so many people are bound by the baggage of their past. And they're just hanging on to it. And it doesn't have to be alcohol, drugs, prostitution, gambling, all of those things. It can be resentment, bitterness, hatred. It, it can be overeating. You know, people overeat for a reason. You know, uh, they may have a gluttony spirit. The devil knows how to make people fat and unappealing and everything else. He knows how to make people look weird. He is so crazy. He does crazy things. Just anything. And that's what restore is about. Restore is to bring people back to a place where they have a sense of confidence who God is and who they are in him. Amen. I don't know what we're going to look like when we get our glorified bodies. And neither do you. And the truth of the matter is, it's not going to really make any difference. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be everything that you wanted. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Last thing I'm going to give you this morning. I've got two pages of these things. Last thing I'm going to give to you this morning is Ephesians 2 and 10. We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. He says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In other words, while you're here, enjoy your journey. This is not a bad, bad place. It's just got a bunch of bad people that have surrendered through the powers of darkness. But the truth of the matter is, we're going to reign and rule with him for a thousand years on a perfect planet. The one that Mr. and Mrs. Adam came to, it was perfect. It had perfection. Adam and Miss Adam were perfect. They had perfect thinking. They had perfect bodies. They had perfect everything. Everything was perfect. Everything in the new heavens and the new earth is going to be perfect. The highest level obtainable. I mean, think about it. He's got streets paved with gold. 
It is the pure gold that you can see through. His gates are, are, are made out of pearls. You ever seen an oyster that big? They're not little gates. They're not little gates. They're huge gates. And the gates are made out of pearl. And it's got every type of precious jewel that you can possibly think known to mankind. It's a perfect place. Why would you want to go to hell? Why would anybody want to go to hell? I'm his workmanship. What I believe that God has done in me is no different than what he's done in you. No different than what he's done in Dr. Savell, Miss Carolyn, Brother Hagen, all of the greats that we esteem, Brother Copeland. You know, we can just go down the list. The difference is, is they decided to go all in. That's the only difference. Hook, line, and sinker. They all put their pants on one leg at a time. They're faced with the same oppositions that you and I are faced with. But they have chosen. Jesus chose to carry out the full task. And he did it without one mistake. But yet he walked in an earth body. But he had a heart that was hooked up with his father. And he had perfect communion with the Father. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he told you and I to walk in the same venue that he walked in. He said, be ye perfect, even as I am perfect. Be holy. Be holy as I'm holy. This is something we can do. We can do it. And the necessity for the day, the last hour we live with the greatest move, there's a bunch of changes that are about to happen on the earth. I mean a bunch. I mean a bunch. I mean, and it's happening as you sit here right now. Things are happening that are going on in the spiritual arena and in the natural arena. There's a war that's being fought right now. Right now, a big-time war that's being fought in the heavenlies right now, and God is going to be the winner. But this earth is in the, in the process of changing. You know, I, I get a glimpse of the news every now and then and so forth, and you can just see it. The handwriting is on the wall. It's just on the wall. Come on. The handwriting is on the wall. What's going on? Things that are going on right now, they're going to turn on the enemy. There's gallows that are being built. But it's not going to be God that's going to end up on the gallows. The enemy of your soul is about to Find his last days. The chains are rattling. The demons of darkness are headed to the lake of fire. And so is Satan himself. And the church is at her greatest hour. So let's let her shine. Let's let. It's not going to be just heritage of faith. It's going to pop up all over the area. Are you ready? Yes. Don't be surprised. Come on. Don't be surprised. Anticipate. Pray. Believe God to do the supernatural. There's hurting people outside of these walls. And the instruction was to go get them for him. 
they're going to come in here on the property and get born again. It's just, they won't, some of them won't even get out of their cars. The power of God will be so strong, so powerful. They'll walk into this building and they'll fall and collapse right inside the building. This has already happened. This is not something that's going to happen. This has already happened. But it's about to manifest again in a, in a higher mode of operation. Amen. Well, do you feel good? Did you use your lunch? You settled with it? The lunch was delicious. Amen. And what God is up to and what he's doing, he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, sir. Praise Let God. Let your past be past at last. Amen. Let your past be past at last. Let's all say that. Except say it for ourselves. You stand up. Let's stand up. Let my past be past at last. Amen. Let my past be past at last. Be past at last. Be past at last. Amen. How many of you believe that? Amen. How many of you need a touch right now? You need a touch from heaven. You need a, I mean, we all need it. But how many of you need a physical? How many of you need a physical touch? You need a physical touch from heaven. Keep your hands up. I want everybody else, I want you to gather around them. We're in unity. Those of you that do not have your hands up, Go touch somebody that has their hand up. Those of you that have your hands up, keep them up. Hallelujah. Now I want you to pray over them. I want you to believe God for them right now that something happens now, right now, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just agree together. We believe together. You said if any two on the earth would agree as touching anything that they ask, it would be done of our Father which is in heaven. Lord, for any person that has had their hand up because they need a physical touch, whatever that need is, we thank you, Lord, that you have already given it to us. And we receive it right now with them. For them, in Jesus' name, we command the devil, every demon of darkness, take your hands off of God's property right now. And we speak healing into their bodies from the tops of their head to the sole of their feet, driving it out right now in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the honor and all of the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So be it. So be it. So be it. Say, so be it done unto me. That's what amen means. So be it done unto me. Remember, Paul pressed. We have to press. We go for it. We believe. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. They shall recover. 
expect it. Expect it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Praise God. Are you glad you came today? We're sure glad you came. Amen. Pastor Diane, would you like to say something? Well, I just, we're so delighted that everyone is here. And when we gather in his name, we're, we are the body of Christ. We're not, we're not just a single believer. We are the body here. And we just love each and every one of you. Praise God. Uh, also, we have quite a bit of food left, so just uh, feel free. There's some baggies and, and containers. Um, so just um, feel free to come and, and uh, get whatever food is in there because we don't, you know, we need it to, to, to be <laughs> taken. And uh, you can just continue in, to enjoy it at home. So we just praise God. Penny and Kevin made the wonderful uh, soup. And, uh, and Bar- Barbara did all the shopping. We just Amen. thank her and commend her. And then we have ladies that uh, do the calling to remind, you know, and in- invite the people so you know teamwork makes the dream work and we just want to thank everyone and let yes the music team gets us just you know praise and worship gets you prepared to you know to settle settle your spirit as you sing and worship and then you're open and ready to receive the word of god so Anyway, we just we praise God for our praise and worship team and everyone that has a part in helping in any way. We just appreciate everyone.